All right. Hello, everyone. It's Sonia Holmes here, and you are listening to the Own Your Work podcast, where I bring you some inspiration and some actionable steps to help you create your best work life yet. So friends, I'm really excited about today's episode because we have a very special guest. And this is also special because look, if you've been listening to me before, you know that I've talked about wanting to have more guests and more interviews. So I'm excited that we're really starting to go in that direction. So this is my second guest on the Own Your Work podcast. Today we have Erin McVan. She's going to be here with us and just having a conversation with us. So really quick bio, and I'll let her tell a little bit more of her story. But Erin, she is a learning and development consultant. She's a leadership coach. She's a training facilitator. She's a full-time entrepreneur who left her comfy corporate job to create more balance and more structure and really create that work life that actually works for her. So I'm so excited to have her here. She's really passionate about helping others grow and has found her ideal career through entrepreneurship. Erin, welcome to the Own Your Work podcast. (laughs) Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. Awesome. Awesome. So before we, you know, get into it, I'm just really curious about your journey and things like that. But I would love for you to just tell us a little bit about, you know, your background, your career path and, you know, just your career journey in general. Yeah. So I ended up in learning and development almost by mistake. I was kind of hopping around job to job, couldn't find anything that really fit with me, ended up going back to school for a master's degree. And while I was there, took some classes on training and development and fell in love with it. So I knew then that that was my path. So I had a few corporate jobs in that area, absolutely loved it, had some great teams, learned a lot of great things, had the opportunity to build learning and development from scratch several times, which is something that I love to do. And never saw myself being the person who would leave the corporate world <laughs> and do something yeah. else. <laughs> so that that's kind of my path and how I got into learning and development. Yeah, you probably noticed I was like LinkedIn creeping. Um, I've been looking at like your history and things like that. And it just fascinated, you know, I just love development, learning and development, um, and also an HR professional as well, too. And I love seeing your path. And I found something really um, interesting that you said on your, your site. And you talk about like a lot of the misconceptions when it comes to, you know, learning development and training. I think sometimes we can just think that they're all the same, but I'll let you tell us the difference because you're the expert in this area. So tell us what's the difference between learning development and training and why why are each of them important? Yeah. So with learning and development, it really is a strategic role in the business. It's Mm -hmm. a role that can help the business achieve stronger outcomes. It can improve employee engagement, of course, can improve retention, but then you can also see things like higher revenue and higher client satisfaction scores and things like that because more engaged Mm -hmm. employees who have the skills and the knowledge that they need to do their jobs are going to have a direct impact on those business results as well. So I'm all about giving L&D that strategic seat and being looked at in a way that's going to bring that value to the business and not just order takers who, you know, somebody Mm -hmm. requests a training. So, okay, we're going to build it. Now it's out there for the employees trying to move past that mentality. But of course, it's important to have leadership development, professional development, focusing on that side, while also making sure the technical training and those skills are being built as well. 
Yeah, I love that. I love that. Not just being an order taker. Let's talk about that, right? <laughs> but I remember, um, it's so funny, in my first HR role as well, too, I think what I learned is that sometimes we can think that the answer is training. Like, if employees aren't doing well in something, you know, then we need to put together a training event or we need to do another training. And sometimes that's not the answer. And I think also too, like even when we start thinking about our personal development as well too, I think there there's a lot of different avenues and things that we need to consider. It's not always a training gap. Sometimes it's, you know, resources. Sometimes it's motivation. There's so many different factors and it's not always just, you know, you need another training. So I, I love that. And I love your strategic approach and how you are looking. All righty then folks. Well, you know, I'm here with the pup. He is here in my office with me uh, recording as well, too. And I am not going to edit that out because um, I felt like what we were getting into was actually pretty good. Um, <laughs> so anyways, <laughs> this happens sometimes. Um, so anyways, I have my little pup here, Harley. Y'all um, say hi to Harley. Hi, Harley. Okay. Bye, Harley. <laughs> But again, we were talking about like just being order takers and um, just how do we know that sometimes the answer isn't just another training. Sometimes it is more of a strategic approach. And I love that approach that you take with the business, really trying to figure out, you know, what it is that you need to be implementing. So I think that's so, so good. And some of the toughest now, conversations to have are the ones where you have to go back and tell people training is not the right answer in this situation yeah. because people think that that's the easy fix and it's, it's not mm -hmm. always the right answer. So yeah, I totally agree with what you were saying. Yeah, that's awesome. And on the same vein as like order taking, right. I, I want to talk about something because I think that you did something that was just kind of like bold taking a step and like, instead of just going with the flow, because I think when we are in that, like just service, sometimes it's just take an order. This is what they want. We deliver it. And sometimes it's not as much thought or pause um, that goes into it. And I want to talk about that in our personal lives, like how we actually take a pause to say, you know what? We need to stop something here. This isn't going, there has to be a better way. Um, and I was reading over one of your blog posts, uh, again, you know, doing my little investigation, right? <laughs> but I love you were, um, you started to talk about why, why you took the leap and why you um, left your, you know, comfy corporate job, everything that you knew. And like you said, you, you didn't think that you would, but um, how you knew it was time to make a change and really start to pursue some of those other things. So I love to know what your process was like for that. Can you talk to us and walk us through what that looked like? First of all, why? How did you know it was time for that? <laughs> yeah, that's such a great question. So I had my first child and first off, did not have a paid maternity leave. So we'll just start right there. <laughs> so yeah, that was yeah. a challenge in and of itself. But I, I took my maternity leave. I went back to work full time and it felt like it was just thing after thing after thing. And I struggled really hard to find the balance. I struggled with milk supply issues. I struggled with postpartum anxiety. I had a really hard time putting my son in daycare, dropping him off, and then you know being present with my workday. And I think really what 
Oh, and also daycare illnesses <laughs> because the yeah, amount of yeah. times that that kid gets sick, especially in the first mm -hmm. year, it felt like I was constantly telling my boss that my son was home again and I was going to be on and off or I needed the day off or something like that. And it just became so hard to balance everything to the point where I felt like I wasn't present with my son because I was feeling guilty mm -hmm. about the work that I maybe wasn't getting done or maybe wasn't doing as well as I used to, because I was always one of those high achievers that, you know, wanted everything yeah. to be done and done well. And then I was also feeling guilty when I was working because I'm like, my son is at daycare. I just want to spend time with him. So it was this constant cycle of feeling guilty and no one was getting a hundred percent from me. My son and my family were mm -hmm. not getting a hundred percent. Work was not getting a hundred percent and everything just kind of came to a head where I was like, First of all, this company I'm working for that, you know, I loved my boss, loved my team, loved my job. They deserve more because I was not putting my best foot forward anymore. And then, of course, my son deserves a present mom who can actually yeah. enjoy the limited amount of time that we were having together. So it just got to the point where I was like, this corporate work style, the schedule, the demands of this corporate job are no longer working for me. Yeah. I love that. And I was reading um, on your blog, right? And you said something. I want to read your quote, okay? Um, because I, 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 it was, it really resonated with me. But you said, all around me, I saw parents successfully balancing work and home life while seemingly doing it all. And I was embarrassed and ashamed that I wasn't one of them. I couldn't figure out how they could do it all. And they made it look easy, but I couldn't. I want to talk about that for a minute because I feel like there's so much freedom that comes with like just releasing the shame that comes with thinking that we have to do it all and maybe comparing ourselves to others um, as well too. And when I read that, that just resonated with me so much because all I could just think of is the shame sometimes that we feel with not always having it together or not having it figured out all the way. Whereas I'm curious, do you think that maybe that was, you know, a nudge for you to take a different path? Yeah, I, I do. Definitely. And, and it's crazy, too, because I also wonder how much of what I was seeing from other people is even real life. Like, are we just not talking mm -hmm. about the fact that it's a struggle or are there people out there who truly can do all of this. And if so, I'm amazed by yeah. them because it was not for me. Yeah. But yeah, just <laughs> just having those those feelings of shame and mom guilt and things like that definitely nudged me mm -hmm. and said, you know, there's another path for me here. This one isn't it. And sometimes still when I hear people talking about like, oh, I'm a corporate working mom and you know, all these things, mm -hmm. sometimes I still feel a little bit of shame, like, oh, like that didn't work for mm -hmm. me. I had to leave my corporate job. But then I remember how well things are going now. And I'm like, okay, I'm not ashamed yeah. of that. This is the path that I was supposed yeah. to be on. Yes, yes. And I love that. And I think what we do here um, at the in our own your work community is we're really trying to, you know, know our inner voice and know and try to create the life that actually works for you, you know? And so that's why I just really admire your story and how you leaned into that as well, too. Um, I think it's very inspiring. I just want to say that number, number one, you know, um, and I also want to just talk about like, the reality is that a lot of times what people are seeing from us is our highlight reels, you know, of when it is working. But there are times where no matter if you have it together, a lot of times where 
sometimes things don't just go right. You know, you are having, <laughs> look, okay, I recently, oh, child, we ain't going to get into that here. <laughs> but where things sometimes, <laughs> where, where sometimes things fall apart or sometimes you need extra help or sometimes, you know, you question yourself. And I mean, I think that's the part of just being human and figuring it out. But I love what you did. You figured out what was the right path for you at this time in the season. I just really think that's admirable. Um, I want to talk to you about, um, because I, you, you shared with me that you have taken a lot of ownership in structuring your day. And now the way that you structure your day, like talk about that a little bit. Can you share with me? It sounds like you have some really good boundaries in place that, you know, whether you're working in corporate or, you know, as an entrepreneur, some things that I think we can all learn from. So can you share with us how you structure your day and some of the boundaries that you put in place for yourself? Yeah, absolutely. So boundaries were something that was really important to me coming out of my corporate job because I feel like the lines were kind of blurred. Mm -hmm. I was, had been working remotely since COVID, and you know, it's, sometimes it's hard to step away from work when it's in yeah. the same place that you live. So setting up those yeah. boundaries early on was really important once I left that job. And one of the things that I decided on right away is I will not start working before 9 a.m. And the reason mm -hmm. that I chose that is because mornings always felt so hectic to me. It felt like I lived an entire lifetime before I sat down at my desk and logged in to work for the day. And it, you know, I was I needed to get my son up and fed and dressed and all of the things dropped off at daycare, had no time whatsoever for myself, didn't have time to, you know, exercise or, you know, barely ate a healthy mm. breakfast. All of those things were just completely tossed to the side. And I sat down at my desk already exhausted, not wanting to deal with whatever was coming in that day. So now I'm able to take the morning slow. I'm able to eat breakfast with my son and really just enjoy that time and appreciate having that time with him. I'm able to take some time for myself, whether that means going for a walk or reading or whatever it is in the morning before I sit down to work. And it just sets the entire mood of my day so much better. I'm a lot more productive and having one hour less of working has not impacted mm -hmm. my productivity at all. If anything, it's better now because I'm able to yeah. refocus before I sit down to work. So that one's been huge for me. Yeah. Yeah. I love how you, you did that with just really listening to, you know, what you actually need um, and what you, you know, and giving yourself that thing that you knew that you needed, you know, like you knew that, okay, nine o'clock is for me. I need that time in between. I um recently, well, something very similar for me as well too. Like I have four kids. So in the morning it's crazy and it's busy and um, you know, I, we get the kids out by 6.50, you know, and my husband takes them to work. And for a while, I actually used to use that time afterwards and start work, you know, super early, like right after they would leave. And then I realized that, you know what, instead of because now they're out earlier because we move far away, they get out of the house sooner. Why don't I take this time and prioritize like my self care? Because I need it just like you, that gap in between to kind of like decompress from a chaotic morning or you never know how it's going to be. So that time for myself um, has, it really does help me. And look, let me tell you, Erin, if I don't have it, 
I can notice a difference. Like if I can, if I go a week without that time, like say for example, my husband's out of town and I have to take the kids to, to school and do it all, then get straight to work. Like my mental, like just state and my body and just everything, like it's a complete difference. And um, so I, I love that you listen to that as well too. And you really do take that time. I'm the same And you way. have a, is it four? 4 p.m. as well, too? Is that for your end meetings? Nothing after that as yes. well, too? <laughs> yes. So no meetings after 4 yeah. p.m. I might still like wrap up mm-hmm. some of my work or, you know, send a couple emails or something after that. But yes, mm-hmm. no meetings after 4 p.m. because I never want to get stuck. I want to make sure daycare pickup happens on time. Dinner happens on yeah. time. We're sitting down as a family. That one's been really important to me. And then a couple other things. I set up screen time limits on my phone. So when Mm. I wake up in the morning, this was another thing with the mornings. I used to wake up and like check emails and stuff like that. Mm. I no longer do that because my phone is locked down. So my alarm goes Mm -hmm. off and it's like, well, guess I need to get out of bed because there's nothing I can do on my phone and (laughs) limits the amount of time I can spend on social media because that was, you know, something I felt like was getting in the way of me being present. So that's helped a Mm. lot. And then the final one is that I only work three days a week. So I have my son home with me on Mondays Mm. and Fridays, which has just been incredible. Yeah, that's just like the perfect balance. Do you feel like, can you feel the difference too? When you think about where you were, you know, um, and some of the things that maybe you struggled with or your challenges, like in corporate, juggling it all to where you are now when you make those bold decisions. um, Talk to me about like just the different state. Like, how does it feel? <laughs> well, first of all, it feels amazing. <laughs> but yes, I, <laughs> so before, you know, it was working five days a week and I felt like I really only had two days mm-hmm. with my son because by the time the corporate work day wraps up, it's like, you know, dinner, yeah. okay, time for bed. And I really had no yeah. time with him during the week. So now it's flipped and I get more time. I get four days with my son and my husband well, two days where my husband is home as well. And then three days where I'm working. And one of the biggest differences is that I feel like I'm 100% present with both, which is awesome. I soak up all of that time that I have with my son and just enjoy it so much. I'm not worried about work because I know that mm. you know I'm going to log in the next day or whenever it is and keep going on whatever I was working on. And then with work, my three days that I work, I am on like it's we're we're doing mm-hmm. stuff. We're going, we're having meetings. I'm working like it's never just, you know, I feel like in a corporate job you have a slow day and it's like, "Oh, I'm just going to go catch up on some Netflix," right? <laughs> so maybe you don't have much going on. It's not like that. I mean, I'm working, mm-hmm. but I'm so energized by the work that I'm doing that it doesn't exhaust me the way some of the things did when I was in my corporate job. So that's probably mm-hmm. the biggest difference. I, I love I love it. I love everything that you're saying right now. First of all, <laughs> I talk about that um, work-life presence in one of my episodes um, as well, too, because what you're sharing is very similar to some of the things that like I had to do as well. But one thing that I didn't do, and I love what you're doing, is hard. But I think I want to do that as well, too, where you talked about the screen time limitations. I know that's something that I need to do. I know that um, I want to put that in place for myself. So I'm going to do that soon. That is a really, really good tip as well, too. I think it does put you in a different mind space as well, too. It makes you like have to get up, um, not just stay and linger in the bed and scroll for a little bit. Oh, mm, I feel called out and seen. Okay. (laughs) 
Oh my goodness. But no, it's so, it's so true. Um, but I love how you prioritize like just being present. Um, and that you can feel the shift. And you also said something, um, which was just so amazing as well too, the energy you felt energized. And that is like, what is about, I think like sometimes when we are in our zone or when we start to find the path that works for us, we start to feel energized. It's less draining, right? It's less taxing. And I think that's just amazing. You said something on, um, your blog again, because, <laughs> just I'm Oprah in training, okay? <laughs> but you said something and you said, taking back my life, I felt my spark return. Not only was I overjoyed to spend more time with my little one by working less days and hours, but I was also genuinely excited to pursue, sorry, I can talk, to pursue new opportunities that better aligned with my skills and passions. Yes, that's, that's, can you, can you just like talk about that a little, little bit? I feel like something happened when you took control of the narrative and where things was, was going. Yes. So now being an entrepreneur, I only take on work that I know I'm going to enjoy something that aligns with mm. my skill set, something that I'm going to feel passionate about. And, you know, again, being in a corporate job, no matter who your boss is or who your team is, you're always going to end up with something on your plate that you don't like. It's inevitable. Mm -hmm. It happens to everyone. Yeah. You can have the best boss in the world mm -hmm. and they're going to throw something at you that you don't want to do. And now, I don't do that anymore. So my work genuinely lights me up every day when I have a new project, a new client, something that I'm working on, I'm logging on, you know, to facilitate leadership development, whatever it is, I'm excited about it. And that makes such a huge difference in my overall mindset and mental attitude towards work and home life. That's amazing. That's amazing. I love it. I have a question um, for you, right? I, a lot of our listeners, they are on this journey to, you know, really creating their best work lives yet, you know, one that actually works for them, one where they feel fulfilled, aligned, just like you said, right? You know, you find that thing that gives you that spark that lights you up and energizes you. If someone right now is kind of like on the cusp of something or they're they're having similar feelings, right? And they're trying to figure out their way, you know, what advice would you give them to be the very first step to, you know, navigate if they're feeling like they're in a spot where they're, whether it's trying to get just better, you know, balance or just trying to figure out what, what lights them up? Like, what would be your best advice to a listener right now who wants to really take their life back? <laughs> yeah. So two things. First of all, lots of reflection, really taking the time to sit down. Mm. And I'm a bit big advocate of journaling it out, right? So sitting down with your yeah. thoughts and writing, what is it that you enjoy? Are there things that you enjoy about what you're doing right now? Are there things that you don't enjoy? Write it all out and really try to get clear on what are the things that bring you that joy, that light you up, that you feel passionate about and try to find the differences there. And then number two advocate for yourself. Probably my mm. biggest piece of advice, right? Not not everyone is wants to be an entrepreneur. Not everyone can jump ship mm -hmm. from the corporate world, but you can mm -hmm. advocate for yourself. 
in the job that you're in. So if there's boundaries that you need to set, whether it's, you know, a different schedule or more flexibility or whatever it is, you know, advocate, tell your boss that, have that conversation. You might not be able to get everything that you want, but you might be able to find that middle ground that works for you, works for your boss, works for the company and never be afraid to say what you need because your boss isn't going to know if you don't tell them. Mm-hmm. Whew. You're dropping gems right now. Okay? This is so good. <laughs> Thank you. So good. And I feel like even just to advocate for yourself, come on, somebody, advocate for yourself, okay? <laughs> yes. And that goes with no, it's the, so good. the development piece too. You know, if you feel like you're not learning mm-hmm. what you want to be learning or you want to pursue other opportunities, you know, leaders should be having those conversations with their employees. But if they're not, the employee can absolutely take ownership of that as well and have those conversations and say, I want to learn more about this. What opportunities are available Mm -hmm. to me or go find those opportunities themselves. So taking ownership of that can be huge as well. Mm, So good. So good. That's a uh, that's a key takeaway right there. Advocate for yourself. Use your voice ask, speak up, because if you don't ask, then the answer is no. Okay. Right, Erin? Yes. So true. (laughs) Oh, that is so good. That's so good. Well, Erin, this has been amazing. I would love to, um, for you to just share, um, just with the audience, if they are looking to work with you, right? How can they work with you? Yeah. So I I still take on clients focused on learning and development strategy. So if there's a company that hasn't really set up learning and development, that's something that I can help with. I also am a leadership coach and I facilitate professional development sessions. So you can find my website at mcvanlearning.com. And then you can find me on Instagram at Erin McVanLearning. So reach out. I'd love to have a conversation. Awesome. Awesome. Well, you heard it, friends. I want you to go ahead, connect with Erin, go to her website. Um, I think she also has a amazing, we love goodies over here. Okay. We love goodies. And she actually has an amazing, uh, just development is, I think it's a personal, uh, meaningful development plan as well, too, that you can get at her website. Can they get it at your website? Yes. Yes. They can help people to find their sweet spot, right? Oh, yes, yes, mcvanlearning.com slash free dash guide. <laughs> you can get the the, the awesome. free guide to meaningful personal development plans. And that's something that can help you take ownership of your development as well. Find that sweet spot. Awesome. Well, I'll make sure that is in the show notes as well. Um, Aaron, this has been amazing. I really, really appreciate you, you know, being my second guest <laughs> coming on to the Own Your Work uh, podcast and really just sharing all the wisdom that you did today. Is there any last parting words that you want to give us <laughs> here? If anyone is feeling like you're just not in the right situation right now, there is a better one out there. So take the time to reflect, take the time to advocate. You will find something that works better. So don't be afraid to make a change because it will be worth it. Awesome. Well, there you have it, friends. It will be worth it. Okay. And you are worth it. All right. So thank you so much, Erin, for being a guest again. And friends, you know, you know what I'm going to say. If you've listened to this before, until next time, remember, there's so much more to you than the work that you do. Own your work. Don't let work own you. (laughs) All right. Thanks for listening in. Bye, friends.